You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, hello there, everybody. It is Tuesday, October 10th, and this is Melanie Mitro with your podcast episode of the week. I am this week actually bringing you a recording from an event that I spoke at a few weeks ago. So Team Beachbody does Super Saturdays quarterly where they host training events and networking events for for coaches to be able to come together and strengthen their business. And I was the guest speaker in the Washington DC area and I spoke on just sort of staying relevant and raising the bar on social media because, you know, even over the past six years that I have been a a coach in the business, I have really seen a drastic shift in the way we do business. And it had gone from, you know, Facebook and has really sort of, we've upped the ante. And there are so many more features and options out there. And it's very easy to get stuck in your old ways and not evolve and innovate and then sort of blame blame the business or blame the system when in reality we just have to evolve. So today the podcast episode I'm going to share with you is all about raising the bar in your business and staying relevant. So I hope that you enjoy this podcast episode and would love, love, love to hear your feedback at the end of it. So you can comment, you can send me a message at mjmitro at gmail.com and let me know your feedback on today's episode. So have a wonderful time listening and let's get started. She's been a coach since July 2011. She's a five-time elite coach and a four-time top 10. Well, hello, everybody. Good morning. I'm excited to be here with you all. All right, so I traveled here from Clarion. Anybody know where Clarion, Pennsylvania is? Five hours in a car last night. We got in at one in the morning. So. Let's say, that's dedication to being here this morning. I accidentally booked myself too close together, but it's all good, I'm excited. So I am actually gonna talk to you this morning about, so UK is really the launch. We're we're less than a month away and I'm really excited about that and that's what I was asked to deliver on today. But the one thing I kept coming back to was how much we have right in front of us right here and how much of what we do right here, where we are, actually affects the ability for us to launch in other markets. And the one thing that I kept coming back to was, we've gotta take our business to the next level. And so today, I'm gonna talk to you about things that you can do in your business right now that are going to affect your ability to influence people no matter where their physical location may be. So, The one thing that I've always sort of reflected on as I've been in this business for about six years, almost six years now, 
is that we evolve and we change. And I look at people that are leaders that have fizzled out. And I always lean in and I ask myself, what is it that makes people fizzle out or stop or lose momentum? And I have to wonder if at one point or another, did they become complacent? Did they get comfortable? Did they not, did they resist change? And change in the way that social media is, the way we do business? And so today we're gonna to talk about taking our business to the next level and reflecting on what we've been doing and does it work and doesn't, doesn't work or does work and how do we make a change? So that's what we're gonna talk about today. We're gonna to cover the evolution of social media. I'm gonna walk you a little bit through how the trends have changed. We're gonna talk about our business and how that has changed and evolved. And then what have we been doing that may not be working now. How many of you put your heart and soul into creating posts for social media to get zero likes? Is that not everybody's, is that not the most frustrating thing ever to feel like your posts are falling on deaf ears? Absolutely. You can change that. That doesn't need to continue. And if that's happening, sometimes it is just timing, but other times it could be the way you're presenting the message. It's not that the message is wrong. It just might be that we need to tweak that presentation. We're going to talk about that today. So producing those, continuing to change to produce the results. And then obviously, how is this going to affect your ability to launch into a new market? So let's get to work. Sound like a plan? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Okay, so why do we use social media? Um, one of the things, I pulled this quote from Seth Godin, love Seth Godin, it says, marketing is no longer about the stuff that you make, but about the stories you tell. It's about the story. It is about the story. So as I was sitting here and I was letting this quote sort of sink in, I began to think to myself, you know, you think about Beachbody. When you watch an infomercial on TV, and you're watching Pio or the 21 Day Fix, it is not the fact that it's a special that you can only get in the next 24 hours if you call right now that makes you call and buy. It is the story of that woman that lost X amount of pounds, it gave her her life back, you see her with her children, you see that she's happy, you see that she can fit in those pants, and you envision yourself in her position and how wonderful that would feel. It is the story, not the product, that makes you pick up the phone and call. And so we have to remember that as we are doing this business that our natural instinct is to sell a product because we think we're Beachbody coaches, we sell the product, but we're not. We're selling the story. And I see so many people out there that will start out and they'll say, but I told a story and it didn't work. And it's because they say in their post, I struggled, I overcame my struggle, thanks to Beachbody Fitness Programs, I became a coach, sign up with me. But what was the struggle? Tell me a little bit more about the story. And then you maybe post a picture of a motivational quote. I'm like, but, but that doesn't mean anything to me. I wanna see the story, I wanna see you, I wanna see your life, I wanna see you in action but oh, that makes me nervous because now I gotta take a picture of myself and I gotta put myself out there and that is the point. So it's not about the product, it's about the story that you tell. And social media is so powerful because if we look back even six years ago, where a lot of people were doing this type of business face to face, and I look at Beachbody and how much they were putting into infomercials and how much that has already shifted how much more of a reach we can make sitting at our house with our laptops and Wi-Fi. We have the ability to have such a larger reach and 
for the most part, we can do it for free. So social media is your ability to share your story and affect so many people that you never thought possible. All right, so how has it changed? Six years ago, I think back to when I started, again, I ran a fit club. That was how I met people in my local area. I got together and we worked out and I ran that fit club and that was how I grew my local team. And I ran my entire business primarily on Facebook, my personal page. I created an Instagram account because I really enjoyed the filters and it made my pictures look good. Not because I understand, understood how to use social media. I didn't, know, I didn't even know how to use hashtags. I didn't even think I hashtagged the first 100 pictures that I posted because I didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing. All right? And so I think back to, okay, then remember when Facebook started putting people in Facebook jail and they were starting to force you to go that direction of you need to have, oh, you need to have a business page. And, and you, so you saw this sort of shift happening. And then Instagram started to come up, and then we saw, you know, Snapchat sort of had a run. Does anybody still use Snapchat in here? Some of us? Insta Stories. How many of you use Insta Stories? Man, I love Insta Stories. It's like my favorite. So then we have Insta Stories, and now we have Instagrams really big, and the hashtags, and live, live video, Facebook Live. And I will say that over the past six years, that the people that have moved forward are the people that have evolved are the people that said, Facebook Live scares the living crap out of me, but it gets traction. It's what Facebook wants to see. It gets shown to more people. And if I wanna grow a successful business and I wanna tell my story, I've gotta get on Facebook Live. Instagram, I don't get hashtags, we'll Google it. There's about 10,000 YouTube videos out there that tell you how to use hashtags or what are the popular hashtags. I didn't know either. But I saw, and I, and I would ask these newer coaches that were having really good success, like the ones that are hitting Success Club 28 and 30 and 40, I'd be like, what are you doing? How you doing that? And they would share the secrets. And I just leaned in and I was willing to ask, and just because I am a successful leader, doesn't mean I still don't have a lot to learn. Because I learned an old way, and now it's evolved. And especially over the last 24 months, there's been a dramatic shift and it has really changed the way that we are seen. And so if you're sitting here in this audience and you're, you've been in this business for 24 months, how many of you can honestly say the business has changed a little bit? It's changed, it's changed. The way we find people has changed. That doesn't mean that there's something wrong, it means that we have to change. All right, so how do we stand out? So this is the, the starting point. Before I can go into teaching you some of the little tricks and things that are, that are really working for me, we gotta make sure we know who we're speaking to. That's really, really important. Okay, so let me give you a story. As a new coach in the first six months, I would run my challenge groups with my upline and her upline, and the three of us would run them together. And so, you know, my, my upline was amazing at making graphics, and I it took me two hours to make an image on PicMonkey, and it looked like a two-year-old did it. And so I was like, good, you made the graphic, can I just use the graphic, and I'll just change the wording. She's like, sure, go for it. And so we had this great idea, it was in maybe February, and she goes, all right, we're gonna do Brazil butt lift, and we're gonna do a bikini boot camp challenge, and we're gonna get people ready for spring break. And I'm like, I'm in, the graphic looks awesome, I love the wording. I was like, let's do this. So we both start putting it out there on social media and we're inviting. And all of a sudden she has like 10 challengers in a challenger, but I'm like, wah, wah, zero, <laughs> zero. So we get all the way to the start date and I was relentless. I was inviting, I was following up, I was doing everything that I should be doing and I had zero challengers. 
And so most people, what would most people do? They would look at that and say, I'm a failure. I'm not successful. I quit. This doesn't work. Yeah, it works for you. Good for you. You look like that. I don't look like that. I'm done. But I thought to myself, okay, who is my audience? My audience is women that have just have had babies and we are not thinking about putting a bikini on. I was still wearing maternity jeans and Spanx. I just wanted to not have the muffin top hang over my jeans. And then a thought, then a thought came to me. Do you remember the Battle of the Bulge when I did that challenge group? That was when I thought, okay, I need to speak to my audience. My audience doesn't care about going on spring break. It is the dead of the winter. We just want to have some confidence and energy and fit in our clothes. And so I started to speak to women like myself. I started to talk as if, hey, I can help you with that. I can give you more energy. I can help you with quick, easy meals. You can have a community of support when, when sometimes you feel like all you do is talk to a two-year-old. You can have some adults to spend some time with. I found out who I wanted to speak to, and I created the same strategy around that, and I had the 10 challengers in my challenge group. And so once you find your voice in your audience, you can begin to really move your business forward. So I have to say to you, you know, maybe get out a piece of paper and jot down a few notes and say, okay, who is my audience? Don't look at your upline, don't look at your success partner, don't look at the other people on social media, block that completely out and just say, who am I? And then I wanna tell you, you do have something. Because a lot of times what people say to me is, but I'm not unique, I'm not different, I don't, but you do. You do, we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Um, and then are you casting your net too wide? So one of the things that I also see people do is they start to say, I'm gonna run a group for the Bikini Boot Camp, and then I'm gonna run a mom's group, and then I'm gonna do a couple's challenge. And so they're kind of casting this net because they think of that person that they have over here that their husband would like to get involved. Then they think of that young friend over here that they have that maybe would, and so it's just kind of like they're throwing darts at a dartboard Instead, if they just stuck to that message of women with small children, they would have way better success and attract more people. So bring that net in and don't let that scare you. Keep it narrow. So how do we do that? We're going to create that very quickly here. All right, so the first thing that I want you to do is simply describe yourself. Describe yourself. Who are you? And you sit down and maybe, and have you heard of doing your avatar? Probably some of you have, have heard of this activity. But I have my coaches go through this. We actually just, and I even had all of my leaders do this last week. I said, all right, I want you to go through, even if you've done this activity, because we change. Who I was six years ago actually isn't my same market anymore because now my children are not at home all day and it's not crazy mom hop mess. It is now my kids actually go to school all day. My life looks very different. And we have after school activities and, and so our, we're just, it's changed. So redo this for yourself too. And your confidence and the things you like and your interests, they change over time. So when I close my eyes, I think, how would I describe myself, right? I'm a mom, I have two boys, I'm a boy mom. That's definitely something that you would write down. Maybe you're a mom of twins, maybe you're newlywed, maybe you're single, right? Maybe you adopted children, maybe you're divorced. Think about all the things that characterize you. What do you love to do in your free time? Do you love to nap? Do you love to shop? Those are the two things I like to do, nap. <laughs> nap, shop. I like to spend time with my kids. I love to travel, I love to go to the beach. Maybe some of you think I like to hike, I like to ski. What are the things you find yourself searching when you have free time? Those of you that go on Pinterest, what do you look for? Home decorating, style, makeup, 
Do you like crafting? So think about all that. Okay, so when I go on social media, who am I attracted to? People that have tattoos, people that are into faith, both, right? Meditation, yoga, I think of like Gabby Bernstein versus a Tony Robbins versus a Gary Vee. There's so many different personality styles. Are you that hardcore, rah, 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 go get it? Are you warm and loving and nurturing and kumbaya, we can all do this together, right? So that's your style. That's the way you talk to people. So what kind of people do you want to spend your time with? So if you could attract your ideal coach, every time you get on social media, every time you go to send an invite, every time you make a post, you think, is this going to attract somebody that I would want to have in my living room, having dinner with or having coffee with, or maybe a glass of champagne, would I want to spend time with these people? So you begin to kind of write that out, those characteristics, and then what you do is every time you create that post, you envision that person. And you take it away from the scripted and the salesiness, and you just pretend like it's you and your best friend, and you're having a conversation. So when I start a post, right, I might say, hey girl, and you might be like, no way, right? No way. So, or like, this is a really good one. I see people that use like the, the bay, and what's the other one? You're, you're my bay, and I'm like, I don't get that. That's not the style, I don't know what that means, right? So it's like, that doesn't attract me. And it's cool, it works for other people, but I'm like, I don't get it, what does it mean? Oh, on fleek, that's the other day, and my friend said to me, I'm like, what's on fleek? And I was like, I'm gonna Google this, right? So again, you gotta talk to your people, because if that's not your, your age, your friends are gonna go, what is wrong with her? So this is one of my, actually she's going to be a coach of mine. She's in the UK. We have been friends for five years on Facebook and Instagram. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna do this exercise. And so I took my Instagram sort of profile and I took a screenshot of it. And then without even thinking, I was like, I went to Caroline's and I took a screenshot of hers. And I was like, oh my God, we're the same person. And I thought, this is how you attract your ideal market. And we have, we've literally been friends for five years. And every two months she'd be like, when is Beachbody coming to the UK? And so I think to myself, creating your ideal market, I, I, when I list out who I am, you know, I, I'm a mom, I love to work out, I love clean eating, I love my business, fitness is a huge part of my life, motivational quotes are everything to me, that's where I find my inspiration is Pinterest when, I'm, when I need a moment, and then you see my family and my kids and we're swimming in the pool, and then I look down, I look at Caroline and it's like fitness, personal development quotes, there's the food part of it, you see her son and her family, I'm like, she's talking about her business, I'm like, we are the same person. So when I talk to you today about using hashtags or searching, I want you to keep that in mind. When you look at somebody's profile, do you instantly think, I wanna be friends with that person, or do you go, oh no, 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 that would not be my person, all right? So you're gonna remember that, because again, we're not throwing that net wide, we're bringing it in. All right, so what worked before is not gonna work now. Attraction marketing, how many of you were at Summit and you heard Shaleen speak? Yes. How many of you listened to parts of her speech on YouTube after that? And then how many of you listened to it like 20 more times? <laughs> yes, I did the same thing. And then I put it in my new coach training because I'm like, this is genius. And then I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I have been training my coaches wrong. I am still training them to do all the things that Shalene Johnson tells me not to. How many other top coaches are still doing that? I wonder, I wonder. And it really was kind of a uh, you know, moment to myself that I thought, I have to make a change. And I instantly started revamping everything that I was doing 
so that it reflects the current social media strategies that work. It's all about attraction marketing. I used to be able to put up a challenge group image that I created on PicMonkey and say I had spots left, join me, and I would get customers. That doesn't work anymore. I used to be able to just send private messages to people and invite them to my challenge groups and a cold invite, and that worked. That doesn't work anymore. Why? Because we become desensitized to it. We see it on our social media feeds every single day. How many times do you see a sponsored ad, a product, somebody else selling something on your social media? That's all my feed is. And it's like, how do we get people to stop and read? So I simply just pulled three things that actually made me stop and read this week. And I'm gonna start, I guess, on the far right. I don't know if you guys know Jen Guthrie, but she's hilarious. And she has probably the best social media I've seen in a long time. And this post really resonated with me. She talked about Spanx. Again, did I not just tell you about how I used to wear Spanx every day? And I can remember, I'm reading her post, and she talks about how when she used to get dressed and go to an event or you know a certain dress that she would wear, she would put those Spanx on because that was the only way she felt confident in that outfit. And, it, and I, as I'm reading this, I'm going, oh my gosh, I remember the 100 degree Julys that I would have a tank top and Spanx underneath. And then I would literally sweat to death, but I was like, there is no way I'm going out of the house with that stomach hanging out the way it is. I gotta hide this. And that drew me in. I read that, I could feel, I, that was me. I was that girl. And if I had not gone through a transformation, I would have messaged her and said, sign me up. Had not, there was nothing to do on there about a challenge group or Beachbody, but it was the story that got me. And the fact that the picture catches your attention. You could tell the same story and put a motivational quote up there and it would do absolutely nothing and you would have no comments and no traction. The fact that she put herself in the picture, she made herself vulnerable, she actually held up the Spanx, that was the thing that actually told the story and made me stop my scroll. The second thing is, is a coach, is a post that, that one of my coaches did and she says um, about being easy. I just want something easy. And that first sentence, I was like, what? Somebody said they want something easy. They wanted a quick fix. They didn't want to have to work for it. And she goes in telling this story about quick fixes and she's holding her Shakeology and I accidentally cut off the Shakeology, but she doesn't actually talk about Shakeology in there, but she talks about the lifestyle change that she's created. And as I'm reading that, I'm thinking, she's not attracting the people that want a quick fix. She's attracting the people that care about their health, that really care about what they're eating, that actually do wanna work out and be a healthier version of themselves, not the people that want a wrap or a pill or a really quick fix. And I thought that was a really good post. It would make me ask, what are you drinking and what are you doing? Because as I look through her page, she's really happy. And you can see her with her kids. She has two boys, and I think, yeah, that's a lot like me. All right, I would totally be attracted to that. And then this last one, I can't even take credit for this because my coach came up with this. And so she started doing some curiosity marketing this week on her page. And so, um, and this is my son, Bryce. We were going to soccer, or we were going to flag football on Tuesday this past week. And my friend Katie had done this post over the weekend. Her son was going to, uh, to hockey. And instead of putting Gatorade in his water bottle, she put Hydrate in there. And then she purposefully sat with it on the bench. And another mom goes, that looks really odd. What is that? What are you giving your son? And she says, oh, this? She goes, this is Hydrate. Much, and then she started talking about how it's much better than Gatorade and the ingredients in Gatorade. And the mom was like, huh, 
I think I should do that. I don't want to give my kids crap either. And so it really made me think, okay, I'm going to do that with Bryce this week too. And so I did the same thing and I took the picture and I talked about flag football and I went and I researched. All I did was Gatorade versus um, Gatorade versus Hydrate. And I found some articles explaining the difference and what's bad in Gatorade and I did a post about it. When you know, it generated traction because what's my market? Other moms of kids that are in school playing sports. That got me at least five private messages. And I didn't say the product. I didn't say what it was because it was curiosity. I didn't want to have to comment below what it was. I wanted them to ask me through a private message. So it works. So if you see something that somebody else does, you can take the idea, for those of you that are scrapbookers, I call that scrap lifting. You know, do you guys know what I'm talking about? You scrap lift, you see an idea in a magazine and then you take it over here and you make it your own. That's what you do. So I just took Katie's idea and I made it my own. So that's curiosity. It is telling the story of your life and then getting people to ask you questions. This is what works now. All right, and then it's quality versus quantity. The picture on the bottom, that's me. That is bad. <laughs> that is awful. That is Melanie not knowing how to get good lighting when she works out. Definitely not having a tripod. I think my, my phone was propped up on a water bottle somewhere. I use really awful um, graphics. Uh, my borders were really thick. Uh, I mean, it couldn't have get in, gotten any worse than that, right? So let's say we all start somewhere, and if that's you, like, there's hope. There's hope. It's all good. It's all good. So it's quality versus quantity. It is better to have a couple, couple good posts versus a lot of really average, okay posts. And I, we like to call those so what posts. That's Danielle Natoni's sort of phrase. So and it, I'm not saying it has to be three, and I'm not saying five is too much. I'm just giving you a range. It's gotta be that quality has gotta be there. So uh, for example, there was one evening and I had no idea what to post about. And I thought I've only posted twice today and I really need to get something else up there. And I mean, I sat there, you ever have those blank stare nights where you're just staring at your computer and you're going, there is nothing left in the tank. There was nothing. And you know what? I forced myself to come up with something. I think it got five likes. And it was just sort of that real nice, gentle reminder, Melanie, stick to what you teach other people. Just, just put it away. If, it, if you can't come up with something good, just don't do it at all. So, and then the same thing, the next thing is, are people seeing the same thing over and over and over again? How many of you take the same workout selfie every morning, same angle? <laughs> same angle, same Shakeology, right? Same picture of your kids. Same, same thing every single week, same transformation every week. You do the same thing, same thing over and over. Do you know what happens? You become desensitized to it. It doesn't, it no longer sticks. People aren't, they don't stop and scroll. They're like, yep, there she is. She's doing her workout this morning, awesome. But there's nothing that makes you stop and actually read. So you have to go home or when after this is over today, and just give yourself an audit of your social media. Ask your friend to do it and ask them to be brutally honest with you. Brutal honesty is better. It's better to be hurt for a few minutes and feel sad than it is to keep doing what you're doing, not getting results when you could have prevented yourself from failing. So just ask. And don't ask somebody that you know is gonna tell you what you wanna hear. Ask somebody who you know is gonna be honest with you. And they're gonna say, I love you, but this is what I really think about your stuff. It sucks. All right, so, <laughs> and are we stopping the scroll? That's another thing. How, how many of you take 10 selfies before you get the right one to post in the morning? I 
don't like it. This is how we roll, right? Maybe, maybe more. Some days it's a really bad day. We really gotta work on that filter. I've had those mornings. But that's the thing. Are you stopping the scroll? Are you catching people's attention? Are you making sure that you get the right angle? There are some mornings I have re-taped my workout clip five times because I kept cutting off my head. And then you know what? It would, it would have been easy to just use the one with my head cut off, but that's not what I'm going for. So just take it again and get it right. Or I can't tell you how many times I've dragged table lamps from the living room. That's like where are all of our lamps at? And I'm like, well, they're just sort of strategically placed outside of where the picture would be because we don't have the money to buy a Lumi light or one of those ring lights. So this is gonna have to do it. He was like, you have lost it. <laughs> Yes, I have, but I gotta have the right image. And then you don't ever take your pictures with the forward-facing camera, if you can help it. Unless you have the newest iPhone, is it the S7S, whatever, that one has a decent forward-facing camera, but when you're doing stuff for your social media, get a, tr a selfie stick tripod. They're on Amazon with a Bluetooth remote. They come together and they maybe are $20 on Amazon. It is a business write-off. You don't have to prop your phone up. It makes, it makes your life so much easier. And then you can hold the button in the timer three seconds and you can get into your spot and then you can take your picture. It works so much better. It's just those little things that are gonna change your business, the way it looks, all right? They're tiny, small things. And trust me, my husband thinks I'm crazy most of the time, although now he gets it. He's like, can I just hold it for you? I'll take the picture, all right? So, are you boring? That's another one. And some of us actually are boring. I see it, I see it every day. You know what makes me think is when I just scroll and I don't stop and I don't read. Boring, boring, boring. What are you gonna do that catches your attention? So I, I had a dance party last Friday night in my living room with, with a six-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a 10-year-old. I was entertaining them because they were getting into trouble and they were fighting with each other. And I was like, all right, let's turn on some Disney tunes and let's start dancing. And my little neighbor girl was over and she goes, oh, look at this new trick I can do. And she gets down and she does like this headstand. And I was like, I think I can do that. <laughs> and she goes, Miss Melanie, you can do that. And I'm like, I'm gonna try. I was like, move, let's move all the furniture out of the way. You know, and I get down and I do this headstand. And I really do think that my abs and my core has gotten so strong from 80 day obsession. That blew me away. I whipped myself up into that headstand. I was like, oh my God. I like bent my leg backwards. I'm like, holy cow, I can even lower them the whole way down. Like, this program is awesome. <laughs> so anyways, the next morning I thought to myself, I feel like I'm boring lately. I don't have anything good to post about on social media. And so I got my, tri my, my selfie stick out. I have my self timer, I don't know if you can see, but I'm holding the remote in my hand. On it. In the three seconds I was holding it and I got down after my workout was over and I did a headstand. I did that headstand 10 times until I got that picture. I did it to the side, I did it forward facing, I'm like, yep, my stomach doesn't look very good that way. I did it the other way and I was like, nope, that doesn't look good either. I did it a bunch of different times until I got it right. And then I thought to myself, how do I catch people's attention? So I went over to Pinterest and then I typed in motivational quotes about never giving up. And I found that quote and I took that into Word Swag and I added that text on there. And then I talked about don't practice until you get it right, practice until you get it wrong. And I told a story. So my morning motivational pose wasn't look at me, I did my workout, but I stopped the scroll with the crazy weird move and then I told a story about never giving up and about sticking with it and practicing until it becomes a habit. And I got the most comments that I'd had all week 
on a morning post because of that. Did it take me extra time? Yes, but it was worth it because that is what drove that social media for the rest of the week. So it really is about the quality over the quantity. It's about taking the time to get it right. And yes, it takes time, it takes practice, but eventually it will move a lot faster and there will be days where it just happens very naturally. All right, and invest in the right tools. All those things that I just said, the selfie stick, the remote timer, I mean, even a little ring light if you can save up and, and buy, ask for it for Christmas, but invest in the right tools. They will help you grow your business. This is a business. I treated it like a hobby at the beginning and I got pictures like that at the bottom. So treat it like a business, it'll pay you like a business too. All right, so let's talk about a few tips. Uh, Instagram versus Insta Stories. So how many of you know a lot, oh wait, how many of you don't know a lot about Instagram? Raise your hand. Oh good. How many of you primarily use Facebook to run your business? A lot of Facebookers, okay, all right. So I find that my team generally is Facebook. So we're kind of making this transition where we're just really learning a lot more about Instagram. Uh, and, and really kind of diving into it. And so we were, we were talking about this last week and I said, okay, so Instagram versus Facebook, for me, when I think about it, this is how I describe it. On Facebook, when I go on a family vacation and I wanna upload an album, that's okay on my personal page. I can upload my family vacation album on there and that is acceptable because those are my friends for the most part. On Instagram, I would take the best positioned family photo that was the clearest, and I would tell a short little story about our family vacation. I wouldn't upload 20 family photos all at once on Instagram. That's not what it's for. On Insta stories, I would say, okay, what are all the little snapshots of us at the beach? What are the snapshots of us working out? What are all the raw, unfiltered, kind of fun things that show who you really are? And so Snapchat is your, your main feed is you cleaned up, professional, looking good, telling your story, that's, and then Insta Stories is how they actually get to know you as a person, all right? And that's really important because Insta Stories is extremely powerful. I will waste an hour on Insta Stories. It is easy to do. I love it, and it's quick, and it's easy. So I would encourage you to start using it because it will help you connect with people so that they develop a trust with you. So when you do post things that are asking them for, to, make, to make a decision, they'll feel like they already know you and they trust you because of the, the unfiltered things that they're seeing. Instagram's your highlights, stories is the day to day. Stories, oh yeah, I said that already. Okay, so how do you connect in a new way? I talked a little bit about that curiosity marketing and creating a sense of urgency to private message. So let's say you're on Instagram and you make a post, maybe about the Spanx, or I'm trying to think of another one that I did this past week where I asked a question. I forget what it was. Oh, send me a private message if you do this, is what it was. I think, I can't remember exactly what it was. But what you wanna do is in your post, you tell the story, and then you say to people, if you would like to know more about this, send me a private message. Or if you wanna know what this is, send me a private message. And so you direct people to send you a message. Or on Instagram, it's not about the number of likes, and even Facebook too, it's not about the number of likes, it's about the interaction. How many of you used to say, I got 20 likes, it was a good post. Now it's like, did I get 20 comments? Because social media is about the interaction part of it. So now I really think to myself, as I'm writing a post, how can I ask a question so people comment below? Drop an emoji if you did your workout today, all right? 
So I start to ask questions, drop an emoji if, if you can't live without coffee or, you know, like I ask questions because the more people comment, because now Instagram is very similar to Facebook that the more that people comment and interact, the more it pushes it up in the newsfeed. So you need that back and forth and are you sticking around and commenting back? So every time somebody comments, are you saying thank you? Or if somebody says, I'm interested, do you actually say, I'll send you a private message? So you want to acknowledge that you see their comments, even if you've already sent them a private message, acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. Don't ignore it. Even if it's a negative comment, comment back. Even negative comments are still comments. It's still going to drive interaction and traction to your business. So that's one thing that has really helped is that when I make my, my post is I'm asking myself, is this going to get people to make a comment? Is it going to engage people? And if I get zero comments, I don't look at that as a very good post, even if it had 200 likes. I don't consider that as a, as a good one. So I really do pay attention to that. Another thing you can do, how many of you have success pods or partners or you work in a group of people? Okay, so you can create group message threads on Instagram. And so one of the things that you can do is say that you make a post that you really want a lot of people to see, because maybe it is like a curiosity marketing and you, it's like kind of a, a post about your next challenge group. So you maybe you say to your friends in a group message thread, you can do it on Instagram. You can say, you know, you can do a, a direct message on Instagram. You can get like your five success partners together and you can say, all right, at nine o'clock tomorrow, I'm going to, or in 30 minutes, I'm going to post about this post that I want a lot of traction on. So can you guys all cheer me on? Can you all comment for me on Instagram? And so you get your five people together, and when you post that post, all five of you go and you comment on your friend's picture. What does that do? It alerts Instagram that this must be important. And so they show it to more people. And because you've got more comments, other people start to pay attention to that as well. Then you reciprocate that. You do that for each and every person that's a part of that pod too. And so now you're helping one another get more interaction and traction and you're working that system. All right. So that is very important. Um, stay away, stay away from the stock photos. We've kind of already talked about that. And then the using the hashtags. So, um, the one thing that the coaches say to me is I don't know what to search or I don't know what to use. So again, this is kind of where the Google searching comes into place. So what I have done is in my, my power hour where I'm inviting and following up and adding people, I'm, I'm working my business. But I leave aside a time, and I was sharing this with a coach this week, every morning for 45 minutes, I listen to personal development while I'm getting dressed. So I listen to some kind of YouTube video or audio or podcast, like that's my morning routine. It just plays in the bathroom while I'm getting ready. And then I always leave aside at least a half hour to learn. And so that would be listening to uh, a YouTube video about, about Instagram, or it would be finding somebody that has, is rocking hashtags and how to find hashtags, or it would be Google searching what are the best hashtags or most common, or how to use hashtags to grow your business. If you don't know how to use it, Google it. You can find so much free content. I mean, Josh and I were having this discussion this morning. We're like, man, everything is out there, like kind of in passing. We are like, everything's out there. There are no secrets. If you don't know how to use hashtags, you Google it. It will show up. And like 20 people have written an article about that. So that's what I did. And then I started to go to other big accounts or people that I liked that were having success. And I started to look at all their hashtags. And then there were some times that I would say, I wouldn't use that hashtag because it's not my market but I would use that one. And I started to make a list of hashtags that I would use. 
And so some of mine are like boy mom, boy mom life, fit mom, you know, and fit mum, M-U-M instead of M-O-M, you know. I started to look up UK and what those people were using as their hashtags, if I, that's what I was targeting. I started to pay attention because that's how people find you on Instagram. That's how you find people on Instagram is through hashtags. And so I didn't get it right away, but over time I started to practice. I started to use these hashtags. I would save them in the notes section of my phone so that I could reuse them. If it was fitness, if it was a motivation post, if it was business, I would have a different set of hashtags. I would copy and paste. And then sometimes I would add in some extra ones based on what that post was all about. And that is so much easier than going to Facebook and going to the search bar and typing something in and trying to find somebody that you want a friend request and then having them say to you, why'd you send me a friend request? I don't even know you, right? Isn't that the most awkward feeling in the world? Use Instagram. You can follow anybody and it's okay. It's not weird. That's what you do on Instagram, right? And then most of the time, if I see I have a new follower, I go, I look at their page, I see, are they a coach? Not, nothing against you guys, I love you all, but I, you, know, you can't sign up for my team or in my challenge groups. So if you're a coach, I'm like, okay, move on. Uh, or I'll just you know, say thanks for following me. And, and I look to see who are you? Are you in my market? I don't just instantly follow somebody back, but I go to their profile, I see who they are, would I wanna hang out with you? Would I wanna have you over for coffee? I look at a couple of your pictures, I read some of your wordings, I like three or four of your pictures, I make a genuine comment, not like one of those robot comments, like a thumbs up, right? I actually say something of meaning, and then there are times where I will private message people, I found this girl last week, and I was like, your page is absolutely inspiring. I go, I love your mindful September, can I do that with you? And she was like, absolutely. And then I realized that she was, you know, her degree was in psychology, and we drummed up a conversation, she's like, what do you do? And then it turned into a coaching invite. General conversation. And I try to find 10 of those people every single day. And I set aside time to do it. Hashtags are so powerful. Even in the search function, you can search by location. Let's say you wanna build a local team. You can put in Springfield and you can find people that have hashtag Springfield. Or you can hashtag it. Put in the location wherever you are, wherever you visit, wherever you go. Use the location because that's how you can find other people in your area as well. And you do the same thing. Would I want to be friends with this person? Yes or no? Make sense? All right. Okay, so now where do you get started? Again, I think I've alluded to a few of these things already. Number one is YouTube. If you don't know it, go to YouTube. That's the first place I go and I type it in. And then here's another tip. I only look for current. I only look for 2017 social media things because anything before that could have changed by now. So I really don't think anything before 2017 is relevant when it comes to social media. I really do like Shalane Johnson's social media, impact, like her Impact Academy. And she has an Instagram Academy. I know you have to pay for it, but it is really good, especially if you're just starting out. I would definitely go and listen to the three-part series she has about Instagram on YouTube. Strive for engagement. That is comments versus likes. Make sure all of your accounts are set to public because nobody's gonna know that you're open for business if you're private, right? They just aren't. And there is always a strategy to everything you do. Before Beachbody, Facebook, 
was seeing what my friends from high school and college were up to, looking at what their kids were doing. It was me randomly posting our family vacations when we got married, big milestones. I wasn't on there very much. Now, I open Facebook and it has a purpose. Every post, everything I do is strategically placed in a certain way. It is my business. I have a big desk calendar and every Sunday I plan out my week. I don't plan out every single post, but I know what my goal and objective is for the week, and then I line things up as the ideas come to me throughout the entire week. And you've gotta understand the hashtags if you're gonna use Instagram to build your business. Now, I'm not saying Facebook is dying or you shouldn't use it. I'm just saying it is, I am finding it a little easier, personally, engagement-wise and traffic-wise, to build my business a little better that way. All right, so, oh, and then last but not least, guys, how is this gonna help you to build your market? You think about it. If you want to market to another country, what do you do? Use hashtags of people in another country. If you wanna you attract people in Washington, D.C., use hashtags for Washington, D.C. People in another country are gonna be either turned off by your posts or they're gonna be attracted to your posts just as they were here. It's the basics of the business that are gonna help you to succeed and grow. There is no nothing different other than these small, tiny millimeter shifts. So what I wanna say to you guys is this. That girl that took that really awful body beast picture when I was going through this presentation, that was me. I evolved, I changed, and I grew. I will also tell you that I'm not done evolving, I'm not done changing, and I'll never stop growing. Because that's what we are as entrepreneurs. We always lean in, we know that, the, that, that things will change, and we're willing to change with the times. And that's what keeps us relevant, that's what keeps us growing, and that's what's gonna help us grow our business. So I hope that this was helpful for you guys today, and I'll be happy to answer questions. You can just hit me up on social media or send me a message. I always try to respond. So thanks so much, DC Market Council, for having me. It was an honor.